Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Anatomy and Physiology On The Go podcast, a podcast intended to provide you with brief, important, big picture ideas and concepts in the realm of human anatomy and physiology. I'm your host, Gilda Harris, and I'm a professor at St. Philip's College in San Antonio, Texas. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you're made aware of all the newest content that I create. Without further ado, let's get on to the next episode. Today's episode of the Anatomy and Physiology On The Go podcast will conclude a two-part discussion about the integumentary system. Part one of our discussion of the integumentary system, we discussed the epidermis and the skin color. Today we will finish our discussion about the integumentary system by talking about the dermis and the accessory structures. The skin is made up of two major layers, superficial epidermis layer and a deeper dermis layer. The accessory structures that will be detailed in this episode all originate in the deeper dermis layer. These accessory structures start in the dermis and extend through the epidermis to the surface of the skin. Let's start our chat by detailing the dermis. The dermis is the layer of the skin that lies beneath the epidermis and above the subcutaneous layer. It is the thickest layer of the skin and is made up of fibrous and elastic tissues. The dermis provides strength and flexibility to the skin. The strength and elasticity of the dermal layer is due to the abundance of collagen and elastic fibers. Collagen fibers are very strong. They resist stretching. These strong fibers limit flexibility to prevent damage to the dermis. Elastic fibers do allow stretching and recoil back in their place after being stretched. The combination of the strong collagen, the stretchy elastic fibers, and water provides skin turgor. Skin turgor is the ability for the skin to change shape and return to normal. An example of skin turgor is when you pinch the back of your hand and the skin raises. But when you release that pinch, that skin flattens out. A sign of dehydration is when your skin on the back of your hand does not return to normal when the pinch is released. That is because you need water to help with that skin turgor. The dermis is made up of two layers, an outer papillary layer and a deeper reticular layer. Papillary layer is made up of areolar connective tissue and contains capillaries, lymphatic vessels, sensory neurons called Meissner corpuscles, which help with locating fine touch on your skin. When the papillary layer of the dermis becomes inflamed, it is called dermatitis and can cause pain and itchiness. The deeper reticular layer consists of dense irregular connective tissue along with the previously mentioned collagen and elastic fibers. The reticular layer also contains sensory neurons called pacinian corpuscle which help in the aid of feeling for deep pressure and vibration to the skin. The blood supply to the dermis is made up of the cutaneous and subpapillary plexus. The cutaneous plexus is deeper layer of arteries located along the deeper reticular layer. The subpapillary plexus is a network of smaller arteries located below the papillary layer, hence its name. When you get a bruise on your skin from a contusion, this is visible because you damage the blood vessels in that dermis. We will conclude our discussion of the integumentary system by talking about the numerous accessory structures. The accessory structures of the integuments include hair, hair follicles, sebaceous, and sweat glands, and nails. As previously mentioned, these originate in the dermis and extend out through the epidermis to the surface of the skin. 
Hair covers almost our entire bodies except the palms, the sides of the fingers, sides and soles of the feet and toes, lips and portions of the external genitalia. The primary function is to protect and provide insulation as well as guarding against particles and insects but also provides sensory receptors. Imagine if you have an ant crawling on your arm. As it makes its way across the surface of the skin, it bends the shaft of your hair on your arm and you subsequently sense this motion. Your attention is then alerted to look at your arm. Hair follicles are tube-like structures that surround the root and strand of the hair. When you are born, you have over 5 million hair follicles on your body and over 1 million on your head. As you age, hair matures and grows out of the hair follicles. The hair follicles are found deep in the dermis. While your hair grows, it pushes upward through the follicle and exits the follicle when it exits the surface of your skin. The hair follicle is wrapped in a sheet of connective tissue and has plexus of nerves at the base that provides sensation when your hair moves. A muscle called erector pili muscle attaches to the hair follicle and when this muscle contracts, it causes the hair to stand upward, a phenomenon known as goosebumps or piloerection. Piloerection is considered a vestigial reflex in human beings, meaning that it lost its original function. It is thought that originally this reflex was created to raise fur, to provide additional insulation against the cold, or to make animals appear larger against predators. One last note about hair. There are two types of hair on our bodies, vellus hair, which is soft and fine, and covers most of our body's surface. Terminal hair is the heavy pigmented hair found on our heads, eyebrows, eyelashes, and other parts of, the, of our bodies when after we hit puberty. Hair color is produced by melanocytes found at the base of the hair follicles in an area called the hair bulb. Exocrine glands of the skin are another accessory structure. The exocrine glands can be broken down into either sebaceous, aka oil glands, or sweat glands. We begin our discussion on exocrine glands by covering the sebaceous glands. The simple branched alveolar sebaceous glands secretes sebum, this lipid, into the hair follicle to help lubricate and protect the hair shaft and also inhibit bacterial growth. A different type of sebaceous gland called sebaceous follicles are not associated with the hair at all and secrete sebum directly onto the surface of the skin. These sebaceous follicles are located on the face, back, chest, nipples, and external genital. These oil glands help remove old skin and keep the skin lubricated and prevent drying of the tissues. When one of these glands become blocked, they become pimples or cysts causing acne. Just as there are two major types of sebaceous gland, there are also two types of sweat glands in the body. Apocrine sweat glands found in the armpit, nipples, and pubic region. They produce this sticky, cloudy sweat into the hair follicles. Unfortunately, this sticky discharge can be nutritious to bacteria, and this is why your armpits may have an odor when you sweat. The other type of sweat gland is called the ecrine sweat gland. Ecrine sweat glands are coiled tubular glands that discharge sweat directly onto the skin. These secretions are 99% water, but also contain salt and other minerals. The purpose of sweat is to excrete water and electrolytes and also to help cool your skin. In summary, there are two types of sebaceous glands and two types of sweat glands. The simple branch alveolar sebaceous glands secrete sebum 
onto the hair, while apocrine sweat glands secrete sweat onto the hair. The sebaceous follicle secretes sebum onto the skin, just as eocrine sweat glands secrete sweat onto the skin. Now we will discuss our last accessory structure of skin called nails. Nails are made up of dead cells packed with keratin and function to protect the tips of your fingers and toes. The nail body is visible portion of the nail and sits on top of the nail bed. The sides of the nail is the lateral nail grooves and the skin side of the nail is called lateral nail folds. The skin beneath the distal tip of the nail is called hyponychium. Nail production begins at the dermis and extends out to the epidermis. The root of the nail lies very close to the bones of your fingertip. As the nail grows outward, it emerges from underneath the cuticle. A portion of your nail body near the cuticle is pale due to obscuring of the underlying blood vessels. This is called the lunella. Luna in Latin means moon. And this portion is pale and shaped like half a moon, hence the name lunella. This concludes our discussion of the integumentary system. Our next topic will cover blood. As always, please subscribe, comment, and share these episodes so that they can continue to be produced.